0: From the podcasting studio in the Reynolds School of Journalism, this is Residual Culture.
1: A media mixtape.
0: I'm Ben Birkenbein.
1: And I am Joey Lovato.
0: That's right. Welcome, everybody. Uh, We're back again. And this episode, this week, we'll be talking about underrated movies.
1: Underrated movies. That's right. Yeah. It's, should we just go into our recommendations or should we talk about what makes an underrated movie?
0: Uh, I think we should do we should talk about we should just uh, talk about our our movies that we watched. Okay. So last week I had asked you to watch a movie called Mumford and yeah. and you had asked me to watch a movie called Killing Them Softly. Which one do you want to talk about first?
1: I like to talk about Mumford. All right, let's do it. Yeah, Mumford. It's a good movie. It's it's nice. It's cute. Thanks. Yeah. Um, As if
0: somehow I'll take credit for the work of others.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, you've had bad recommendations, and you've had good recommendations. Uh,
0: actually, all my recommendations have been good. Your nope. taste has just been wrong.
1: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't know if we want to talk about Playful
0: that. banter. They live. Bad movie. We're not bringing that up again. I mean, we, well, we can bring it up, but you're going to lose that debate, it's so I don't think you want to bring that up still again. Still
1: bad. Um, anyway, Mumford is a good movie. Um. It's really sweet. All right. Um, and I could see why it
0: would be underrated. Okay, so why don't you tell people what it's about. What So without, and here's what I, I want to do, because um, there's a reason I recommended this movie. It's very sweet. It's very seemingly normal, yeah. right? But there's a moment in the movie when things change. And so I what have, I, yeah. what I'd like to do is not spoil that full surprise for people and also for those listeners that are out there Don't even watch the trailer if you're going to watch this movie because the trailer ruins it.
1: The trailer gives away, like, the big moment. It's horrible.
0: It's a horrible example. But they needed to find some sort of intriguing way because otherwise a trailer for that movie would be difficult, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But it's unfortunate that the trailer ruins the movie in a way. Um, Anyway, so the movie is about a a new guy in town and uh, he is a psychologist. -hmm. Um and so he is just helping people out. He's helping out, you know, the town pharmacist and like a housewife who is obsessed with like collecting things. The pharmacist has like weird sex fantasies. The um a a high school girl who like uh, has really big bad body image problems because of
0: played by Zoe Deschanel.
1: Yeah, her. I think one of her first roles. She was very young.
0: She was young. It wasn't one of her first, but she certainly yeah. That was was an early role. Yeah, early early role. I think Um, if I you know like I'm not that big of a hipster. But I know that Zoe is held aloft in the annals of hipsterdom, right? I don't know. Don't you think? She's sort of seen as like the indie girl. She's got the the band, she and him. She's got-
1: I've seen New Girl.
0: New Girl. Exactly, right? That's
1: pretty much it. She was in Elf. I love that movie. She's in
0: Elf. So I, But I always say like there are certain people, if I ever meet them, I will ask them certain questions or say certain things to them. If I ever get a chance to meet Zoe Deschanel, I'll say, I love you in Mumford.
1: Yeah, I would also say that. She...
0: And And she would be like, huh weird you're one of the few who watched it
1: yeah so yeah so it's about the this this uh this uh psychologist psychologist yeah and he's in town and he's he has a secret too you know and he but what's interesting is he befriends all these people and he helps them uh in a really really interesting way which it's hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it but there's some really interesting things in this movie that i would like to touch on which is like one of the big people that he's helping is like the super wealthy guy that kind of Helps revive this town. And, oh, the town is also called Mumford.
0: Yeah, that's right. And the super wealthy guy is played by Martin Short. Yeah, Martin Short. There's a lot of people in this movie. Yeah, and- Jason um, Lee, uh, Ted Danson, Mm -hmm. uh, Alfre Woodard, um, Zoe Deschanel, uh, Lauren Dean is the lead.
1: Yeah, Uh, oh, who's the the husband, the the jerk husband? Um, That's Ted Danson. Oh, Ted, yeah, right, you said that. Um, But yeah, so he's helping these people, but it's interesting, it has this weird kind of, I guess it was made in 99 and one of the characters is like a very wealthy like tech guy who kind of put Mumford on the map and is like the reason that the town is like big Um, but and he's like I don't know I don't like talking to people because everyone just wants to be my friend because of like because of my money yeah and he has like he's kind of like an awkward guy uh, but like the psychologist befriends him and it's a really interesting kind of friendship that develops. There's a love story that he develops with one of his patients, um, spoiler. Yeah. But no, uh, I mean, it's, it's you know. pretty obvious. Like so, right away, that's a very obvious thing.
0: But I think one of the things that, that. Here's one of the reasons I like it, is because it's seemingly a romantic comedy. See, I mean, if you had to. It's if you had funny.
1: To, it, you told me that earlier, and I don't think that. I don't but, think it's but, a romantic but what comedy. Else, what
0: else do you classify it as?
1: I, I think it's just like a comedy drama or. I don't know, like, it's not – because the romantic part of the movie is, like – it is a plot and, like, a, a subplot in the movie, but I don't think it is an the overarching theme of the movie at all.
0: But see, and that's why I think it – that's why I say seemingly, right?
1: Okay, maybe, because but I don't – I never picked up on that it would – I don't think that people that, watch, that would watch this movie would think that it's a romantic comedy. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. <laughs> really. I don't know. I, I think
0: it might be – I think people would watch this and say, all right, sure – there are dramatic elements, but it's not like a drama. I mean, we're not we're not talking about Schindler's List here.
1: Yeah. No, you know? no, no. Like no, we're not It's ta- not, it's not it's, sad. But,
0: but that's actually one of the moments that where the movie changes, it becomes more mm-hmm. dramatic. Yeah. Which is which is why so if I have to explain it to someone, I'll say it's it's kind of like a romantic comedy but with a twist.
1: Yeah. Do we want to talk about that twist or no? Y-
0: yeah. Well, we uh, let's walk people up to the well, oh man, it's so difficult. Yes, I think we can walk people up to the twist, and we can tell them what he says. But, but then I don't want to. I don't want to say what the fallout is, like what the okay, actual okay. secret is.
1: Basically, the twist in the movie. So, spoilers. Skip ahead uh, like a minute if you don't want to hear it. But so the the twist here is.
0: I'll do it ha- do, halfway I, through the movie. He, he says. He says, I am not now, nor have I ever been, a registered psychologist.
1: Yeah, he's not actually a psychologist.
0: And then it's like who are you yeah and that dear listeners is what makes it yeah because
1: and there's a lot more to that that he gets into exactly so. and and
0: that's where it like it takes off because you might you know let's just say you decide to watch this movie you're going to start it you're going to be like all right, some quirky characters around town. And then you kind of get to get to a point where like he goes back to some other characters and you're like, where is this movie going?
1: It doesn't, you're right? not you are not really sure where it's going. You're like, what is the thing going to be? Like, what's
0: movie? the point of it? And then he does that, th- he, then he says that line and you're like, oh. Now I know. Right? And then he tells the story about who he actually is, where yeah. he came from. You learn all this other stuff about him and it's like, wow. And, and the thing that I love about it is that it's set in like this- Idyllic little, seemingly boring town. Right? Yeah, but I
1: really the town was really sweet. It's
0: just like sweet, you know. It, it's you know Lawrence Kasdan wrote the movie,
1: mm-hmm. right? It's it's very like, I don't know. It's just like, well, okay, hold on, let's talk about that for a second. Lawrence uh, uh, Kasdan uh, uh, yeah. of Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. What?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> like, mean, what? You have to look for good, you know. You look for good writing, you know. You look for good.
1: Well, uh, he also. Um, oh, I could be wrong about this. I think he was a director, too.
0: I think he did direct. Of I think Mumford? He, yeah. I think, I think he, he did.
1: He was the director and the writer of this movie. Yeah, I think he. I think so. Which is, it's just, again, it's just crazy to me that, like, Lawrence Kasdan, like, the Lawrence Kasdan of Star Wars made this, like, yeah. movie that's so, so different from Star Wars. So but different. it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. really good. It's really sweet. Um, And I would see why it would be considered underrated, because it's hard to describe this movie. And it's also hard to, like, you don't get it. Like, what's the point of this movie? It's a movie about a psychologist? I don't get that. But that's so, I guess that's
0: one of the points. And, you know, I think where our discussion will eventually go is like what makes an underrated movie, mm-hmm. right? Because if you look this thing up and you did, right, on uh, IMDb yeah, doesn't or whatever, it does have very good, like, it's got ratings. like five out of 10 or yeah. six, maybe six out of 10 yeah, or something.
1: Yeah, I, 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 uh, I watched it on Amazon last night. I rented it on Amazon, mm-hmm. actually. And it had a four and a half out of five on Amazon. Oh, okay. But on like Rotten Tomato, it had like a 58% or something like that. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see kind of these, these, these. Well, and here's 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 one of repeaters. here's one of the
0: things I'm I guess I'm thinking about like, and this again this will spin off a little bit, but how do you market that movie? Like, who do you market yeah, it, it towards? Yeah,
1: it, It's not. Yeah, and I, and that's why I think it kind of probably flew under the radar.
0: Exactly, you market that as probably a romantic comedy, but yeah. that's the thing. That's why the trailer ruins the surprise because yeah, if the... you market it as a romantic comedy, there's going to be a segment of the population, the the movie going population, that's like. This is not romantic, (laughs) right? Yeah, it does. This is not uh, the Notebook. This is not uh, Serendipity. You know, this is not Sleepless in Seattle. Love Actually. This is not Love Actually. You know, whatever. You go on. The only romantic
1: comedy I like. (laughs) It's the only romantic comedy I like. We can Why don't
0: you put on the agenda romantic, romantic com- comedies? Oh,
1: boy. I don't really want to watch any romantic comedies. But... I'm not
0: saying you have to, but we should talk about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay. okay. Uh, also, Christmas movies. I want to talk about that. I just brought all up right. Elf earlier with Zoe Deschanel, and I was like, oh, we should talk about Christmas movies. Die Hard. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, okay, anyway. <laughs> Killing Them Softly. Let's move on.
0: Yeah, all right. So, uh, Mumford, go check it out. Killing Them Softly. Let's just acknowledge right off the bat that we went vastly different directions yes. in our recommendation of movies. Yes. I gave you this seemingly sweet, innocent sort of thing, although there are moments of like cursing and some nudity and you know there a little some, bit of mystery. Yeah, yeah. But okay, you went with like the crime. Uh, it's the, sad. Kind of, yeah, it's, it's a sad movie.
1: It's it's. It starts with like heroin addicts.
0: Yeah, it's like heroin. It's drug trade. It's organized crime. It's. Lots of violence. Yeah. All that being said, it was a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's great. I had not... I. I. I you're right. I, this totally passed through my radar um, and I was really impressed because... Now, I have to also fully acknowledge that Killing Them Softly is a movie that I would have just eaten up like when I was uh, certainly in college, probably even immediately after college. But I've... I've kind of not been watching just for, well, really because, like, you know, when you're married, you know, you have to, like, find something agreeable for for both people, right, in the relationship. Uh, My wife is not going to be the person to watch killing them softly. Yeah. I'll just say that. Um, So, I'm wondering if that's also impacting my judgment of this film, but, like, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because it's great. Uh, What is it about? It's about... Um three guys, basically, who decide to uh run a hit on an organized Isn't it two guys? Well it's two, but then there's the third guy who's oh, like
1: Oh, you're right. I haven't seen this movie in a while. Yeah, so, <laughs> so two guys actually
0: carry out the action, but then yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. third guy who kinda helps them organize yes, it or whatever. Yes. So there's three guys, they help uh organize a hit on like a card game. Like of a poker all of game. these it's a poker game, but like of all of these kind of Mob, the, mob bosses, mob bosses, people involved in other kind of drug, uh, drug running, et cetera, et cetera, um, and so they do, and then the movie just kind of follows the fallout. Yeah, because of, like, then of it's everybody, it, like, of everybody,
1: like the guys in the card game. Because like the guys who got robbed were like, "Yo, did you set us up?" Like the guy who was running the card game. Everyone that was there was like, "Did you just set us up?" Or? Yeah, the
0: big, the big, uh, well, yeah, and I can you know I can give all those details if you want me to, but ah, uh, you don't. Have to, um, yeah so they make it they they the reason they hit this card game is because the guy running the card game previously had done it himself yeah, he, he robbed had, his own customers yeah and then that word got out there was this rumor that he did it so all the mob bosses and stuff wanted to like we're looking for an excuse to get rid of this guy so then that word got out and then these other nobodies basically say we could just do it and then everybody's going to think it's that other guy right mm. we're going to get away clean and so they end up doing the things go they do, the, they do the hit, and then it's the fallout. So it's like, how are the lives of those who organize the hit affected? Because they're being pursued by not only the people that got their money stolen, but then the broader networks of power yeah. that are after these guys. Brad
1: Pitt's after them.
0: Brad Pitt plays uh, your kind of classic uh, badass, not even a bounty hunter, but it's just like kind of like- man. Yeah, what do they they call like uh, there's like a cleanup guy or whatever, you know? Yeah. He he like man. He, yeah, he's supposed to, you know, take care of it, yeah. right? He's supposed to take care of it. And man, it it's fantastic. Um
1: what else to say about that movie? Like I think the reason that I think it was underrated, well, I don't know if it had very good marketing, which is probably just Probably not. But I think because this is the thing I heard about the movie before I watched it, which is everyone was like it's slow. It's a slow movie, and I'm like, I can see why people would say that, but it, I I don't think that that detracts from the movie. But I think that people wouldn't necessarily go to watch a slow movie.
0: It's funny that you bring that up, and to those people who out out there who think that this is a slow movie, I would say shame on you. It's not <laughs> it's not slow at all. Um, but one of the things that really struck me about the film was like the timing, because there are moments that are drawn out. Yeah. It doesn't make well, it slow, no. but it actually develops a character, right? Well,
1: like, whenever, it, like, the, the two guys that robbed it were, like, heroin addicts, and, like, those scenes are really long and slow, and, and but, like, like physically slow, because they're doing heroin.
0: But, and actually, the way that they filmed that, like, heroin scene, of course, with heroin by the Velvet Underground playing in the yeah, background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, like, really effectively done, because it's kind of drifting in and out of, like, consciousness, and mm-hmm. they kind of make it try to resemble, you know... Uh, someone on drugs who's like, you know, okay, I can't, I'm not here, but now I'm here and that kind of stuff. So that's another thing that made this film really good is like uh, the way that it was crafted, you know, the way that it was edited together, the w- what appeared on screen was really nice. There were certain kill scenes. Yes, people will die in this movie. It's a
1: mob movie. It's a mob <laughs>
0: movie, but like super slow mo bullet shots.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah.
0: Really well done. And it just like takes, kind of sucks you in to that moment right mm-hmm. the, the kind of brutality of that moment i'll also say one of the most memorable scenes was um i don't know if we should give it away but somebody gets beaten up yeah the bad it is really hard to watch now here's the thing people get beaten up in movies you know they and, and whatever they and, use the uh, crunching crunching <laughs> yeah but but you know what i mean like when someone gets hit, they they crack Celery stalks yeah. or something for the yeah. kind of you know vicious kind of visceral to to try to elicit a visceral reaction from the audience. Yeah, yeah. The way that that shot was filmed in this movie is really effective.
1: It, yeah. You
0: get in you kind of tense up, and uh. it's just like oh, like
1: And it, it, it goes on, and you're you, like oh, oh man, like oh stop. stop
0: you stop, really stop. do. You really do feel it, and I would just yeah. say like, but it was also filmed like in an original way. Like it's not. I wouldn't say that that's... The cinematography of this movie is very unique. It's great. It's really good. It's Um, very unique.
1: A lot of close-ups and then a lot of, like, panning.
0: Yeah, a lot of close-ups, a lot of panning, but then also there's just other moments, for example, like this later scene when he's riding in a car and they're going to get out to go do this this other hit or whatever. The car door closes, and then the camera shakes. Like, the camera was mounted, but they left it in there. And it just kind of adds to the tension of, like, that scene. Like, those little elements, those little technical aspects of the, the kind of craft of filmmaking, like, really made this pretty effective, I thought. Yeah.
1: And I think we're going to later actually do an episode on, like, the visuals and films. We should, and I think yeah, we might have we, a, we might have a visual expert come in and talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> someone who
0: is definitely more into it than than we are. Yeah,
1: but we can still talk about those. But yeah. anyway, yeah, no. So, Killing Him Softly, why do you think it kind of went under the radar then?
0: Uh, you know, it's a it's a really good question because you look at it's another one of these movies that you you look at the cast, uh, Brad Pitt, Ray Liotta, James Gandolfini is I, excellent. I think in it this was movie. one of
1: his last films.
0: Yeah, because this was 2012. I think he died in 2013. Yeah, it's definitely one of his last roles. Yeah. Um. Who else is in it? Oh, it's um, uh oh, the, one of the the main guys is uh, is oh, his name is escaping he's from me. Star right Wars.
1: Now. He was in the new Star Wars movie. Wait. So Rogue One, the villain from Rogue One, is like one of the main guys in this movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't know that actor's name, but he's hmm. a good actor, and he's he's getting more roles.
0: Sam Rockwell. Yes. Sam Rockwell's. <laughs> Sam in
1: Rockwell's, isn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, anyways lots of really good people in there. Um, but I think it flew under the radar because, again, it's not really like a movie that's going to appeal to a, a a broad audience, perhaps.
1: Yeah, right? well, and here's the thing, though, is like there are movies that are like cult classics, right, that are popular, yeah. that don't necessarily appear, a- appeal to a broad audience.
0: But at the same t- so yes, you're right. And we'll
1: get into that in a second.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I think this is a good opportunity to start getting into that discussion because I think that, Like, a cult classic is different than underrated movies for me.
1: To me, an underrated movie is, like, not a movie that, like... It's, like, a movie that I like that no one else has seen. Or a movie that you like that no one else... It's a movie that someone likes that is, like, general... Like, that would be considered a good movie... But not that many people have seen it, and so it's not talked about that much,
0: right? And this actually goes back a little bit to our discussion earlier, of like maybe a couple of few episodes ago, about just how you encounter movies. Like, how did you hear about killing me, killing them softly?
1: Um, I, <laughs> I think I had just watched The Departed on Netflix. Exactly. And then Netflix was like, "Hey, if you like The Departed, you might like this movie." But that, but killing them softly was like only on Netflix for like three months. But this is, I guess, this is the point, right? Like, because. It's funny
0: that you had that experience on Netflix. I am often dis... Um, I'm kind of, like, uh, what, disappointed with oh, Netflix. Oh, me, me too. All the time. And
1: that's why, like, when I saw this movie, I was, like, I'd never heard of it, and so I was curious. Because most of the movies are, I'm like... They're like, oh, if you watched Django Unchained, you should also watch, uh, you know cowboys versus aliens because they both have right. cowboys in them and you're like okay but those yeah. are
0: super different movies it's like all right algorithm <laughs> yeah, no nice thanks try robots yeah but but that's where like browsing um you know movies at a movie store like uh, yeah. you you get more context for what it is or something i don't know or it's just word of mouth mm-hmm. right like yeah you see the, that kind of stuff so i will say that i think this movie was uh either certainly probably underrated, but I think it's a good movie and kind of flew under the radar because it's not going to appeal to a really broad audience. So it's not going to be marketed as this big hit, yeah. you know? Um, and it would probably cost them more money to, you know, try and run some sort of campaign that's going to be effective to promote the movie. But also, there's just, you know, there's a lot of movies made um, that just, you know, they just fly under the radar
1: for whatever reason. And I think that's that's the phrase, Flying, flying under the radar. That's what yeah. makes a a an a underrated movie is a movie that flies not only flies under the radar, but is still a good movie.
0: And I think yes, I would agree with that. Because there are movies
1: that fly under the radar that are bad. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, *Gnomeo and Juliet*.
0: With a G, like a gnome? <laughs> like a gnome. It's an animated film. Okay, well that sounds. It's terrible. Horrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I think. There's a combination so I've, I' I kind of wrote down some stuff here what I think is like an underrated movie. It's a combination of a lack of popular success with but also still has like uh, like it's a quality made product. you know what I mean? like so like uh technically uh, tight, right? Yeah, it's not like yeah. bad editing or anything like that. Good story, good script, good acting as well. All those things kind of combine into I think an underrated movie.
1: yeah I mean like Napoleon Dynamite could have been an underrated movie, but it blew up and it became really popular. But if that movie didn't didn't get the following that it did, it I in my opinion it would have been an underrated movie because it it's a great movie. It's done well but like if not that many people had seen it, it would be underrated but it's not because people saw it
0: maybe. <laughs> like Maybe. that's
1: like the movie and, I think of that has potential that, that had potential to be underrated but wasn't. And yeah, it but, like kind of broke out of that 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 category.
0: But it did become popular because it was marketed specifically as this kind of quirky indie comedy or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that had appeal. That started to have more appeal especially like I mean, after like, 2000.
1: After Juno, you know, Juno and Exactly.
0: And, like all those movies and that's like that's where like that was the transition between a truly independent movie versus independent movie as an aesthetic
1: yeah quote-unquote indie movie yeah you know what indie i mean movie aesthetic yeah you're right
0: bring back zoe deschanel like 500 days of summer yeah that's an indie movie yeah. right because it's like quirky and it's got i don't know boni vera on the soundtrack or you know, you know that kind of stuff yeah, or right
1: G- garden state is garden state popular garden
0: state yeah is that a popular I, movie? see but i think so i don't think that's an underrated movie
1: i don't know i i don't i don't know if that many people know it if people know it then it's not underrated. It's just a quote-unquote indie movie. But, yeah. if, but if people don't know it, then it's underrated. No,
0: but I think, I think people know that movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: they probably do. It's a good movie. Maybe it's just me. I like that movie. But
0: I think people know that movie. Yeah. Whereas, for example, I'll give you another one. Underrated movie. A Simple Plan. Not the horrible band, A Simple Plan. But like A Simple Plan starring, I
1: believe, Billy Bob Thornton, Bill Paxton. Yeah, I don't know this movie. Exactly. Right? Like, it's a movie that... You know what's weird, though? I think I've heard of this movie, though. Like, genuinely, I think I've heard the name. And I don't think it's the band.
0: Okay. Well, maybe. Maybe. Maybe you have. Maybe not. Right? I don't know. It's probably out there on a list of underrated movies. Because yeah. it's well-acted. It's a very simple story. Not a lot of popular success. But, like, you watch that movie, and it's compelling all the way through. It doesn't really, you know, take you out of the picture. There's nothing wrong with it. It's it's really interesting story. It's about... Three friends who go hiking uh, one time and they see this uh, plane crash. It's a small, like, little single prop airplane or whatever. I can't remember the details, but there's a plane. And then inside the plane, there's nobody around, but it's, like, still on fire, you know? Mm -hmm. But they see that there are, like, duffel bags. And so they, they look to see if anybody's in there to try and rescue them. And all they find are bags. They pull the bags out, and it's full of money. And so then the three friends just decide, okay, well, no one else saw this. There's no one else around. Let's keep the money for ourselves, and then, you know, that's it, right? And then we we get rich, yeah. And then the whole movie is like the fallout, like who, where are we going to store the money? Yeah. Oh, it's a, wasn't there it's more a money simple, in here? It's a simple concept. It is, and it's a simple <laughs> plan, right? That's exactly it. But and it's just so well done.
1: Yeah, um, a movie that I think is underrated uh, is Jackie Brown. Okay, I, I yeah. genuinely, yeah. I genuinely think it's underrated.
0: It's underrated, I think, in in for Tarantino movies.
1: Yeah. So, Jackie Brown, I think, is one of his better movies, and I don't think that many people have seen it. And I, I, at least every time i t- could be. I talked to a lot of people about Tarantino. When uh, I was a senior in high school, I, I was in this, like, program where you had to write a thesis, um, and I wrote my thesis on Tarantino films. And, like, everyone I talked to was like, I don't know what Jackie Brown is, but I've heard of Kill Bill <laughs> or, exactly. Jan- or Django or, like, literally Wet Reservoir Dogs, like, any of his other movies.
0: Well, see, but I think that's where. I think, I think Jackie Brown was underrated specifically because it. It fell in between, like, his first major critical success, which was Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. His first major um, commercial success, which was Pulp Fiction. Okay. sort of defined an era, yeah. right, of filmmaking. And then his later stuff, or what I would consider, I guess, a little bit later, but, like, the Kill Bill era. Yeah. Right? I, there were a bunch of other movies in there.
1: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a hot take right here. Hot take. I'm not kidding. Robert De Niro and Jackie Brown. It's his best role. It's his best role. It's Robert De Niro's best uh, role. That,
0: all right. Uh, I mean, do you want me to lob counter examples at you? or?
1: Well, like, I mean. I'm just saying. That, that's just okay, something fine. I wanted to get off my chest.
0: All right, fine. But, you know, it's Bob De Niro. Like, you've got a pretty extensive collection there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, yeah. Cape Fear. All of those. And not, Jackie
1: Brown is his best role.
0: Hmm. <laughs>
1: In I'm gonna do like the
0: Tina from uh, mm. from Bob's Burgers, like. Uh... That's enough of that.
1: Uh, I, I don't think people will agree with me, but that's. Mine. I don't
0: think they will either. I mean, I think you get a lot of flack for that. But hey, we we encourage hot takes. Yeah, hot, hot, takes. hot takes and sick burns. That's sick. what culture is about these days. Sick
1: burns. <laughs> um, so yeah, Jackie Brown, I think, is an underrated movie that I had uh, written down. All
0: right. Well, how about this? So you're talking about underrated movies. What differentiates an underrated movie then from a cult classic?
1: Uh, cult classics are popular, right? Like everyone. I mean, like even if you haven't seen, I mean, everyone, yeah. everyone's heard of it.
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay, what's, I'll give you that. What's the I'll movie? give you that. What's,
1: uh, what's, oh man, I like can't think
0: Death of that. Race Death Race 5000? Death Race 2000? Yeah, yeah. Right?
1: Or, um, um, what's somewhere everyone throws spoons at the screen? Or not spoons, but like a uh, toast at the screen? And, and. What? Yeah, no, it's like everyone, I like, like, no, you do know this. Uh, Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror Picture sorry, Show. Sorry, okay, sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't like, think wait, of the name spoons, of it. Spoons, what? Not spoons. That's... <laughs> I, I
0: immediately think of The Tick, the animated show from the 90s, <laughs> Spoon- <laughs> which, which has been rebooted. It, it has been rebooted. I haven't
1: watched it. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, um, 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 what is it called?
0: Rocky Horror Rocky Picture Horror, Show. I'm
1: sorry, I can't.
0: That's a cult classic, <laughs> absolutely. And, and
1: like, even if you haven't seen it, you've heard of that movie. Okay. Uh, The Room. Okay. A, yep. a, like a notoriously horrible movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone's heard of it because it's like no, well, a, 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 a there is a audience that has heard of that movie. It's not like only a couple people have seen it or heard it.
0: And you know what's interesting about this? So, uh, I would agree with that. I would also say, uh, what's Ed Wood's movie? Is it Plan Nine from Outer Space or Plan? Yeah, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Also, Ed Wood. And just Ed Wood. Ed Wood is an underrated. But the interesting thing about that is, like, there is an overlap. Like, if we were to do like a Venn diagram, a residual culture Venn diagram of 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 uh, cult classics,
1: you know, and then just like I would like to do this, but we have no production.
0: Yeah, we have no production. So (laughs) just imagine in your minds, dear (laughs) listeners, a Venn diagram of cult classic. And then just bad movies, yeah. Because there are some like like Ed Wood's movies, right, which are yeah. notoriously just bad movies, but they gained a cult following, mm-hmm. right. Uh, whereas you can also have cult classics, like I don't know, what's a more current one? Like um, like Donnie Darko. Don- oh
1: yeah, okay. right. I think that movie's okay. Don't you? think, But
0: do you think? Would you classify that as a cult classic? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Absolutely. It's not like so. Okay, it's not a particularly. Badly produced film?
1: No. Right. In no. fact,
0: it's pretty well produced. Yeah. But it it but it still has a cult following. So that's a cult yeah. classic, but not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are also just bad movies that become cult classics.
1: Yes. What's a bad movie that became a cult classic?
0: I mean, like de- you know, Death Race Two Thousand. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, what we were just talking about? Another one. What? Are, the Room. The, yeah. The, okay. The Room. Yeah. The Room is right. terrible. So we could th- we should do an episode on the Room. It's interesting because it seems like cult class, it, that's exactly what it needs. It needs a small and yet devoted following.
1: Yeah. And like, again, even if you haven't seen it, you've heard of it.
0: Sure. Yeah. Um, which- I mean, some people would say the total, big, Le, big Lebowski.
1: Yes. Uh, total right. anecdote. Total side here. Not really related to movies, but I think it's funny.
0: Anecdote is the word you were looking for anec-dote. there. Anecdote. Did yes. I not say that? I don't know. I think it was like anecdote. An-it- oh, <laughs> uh
1: Your name- your last name, yes, Birkenbein. Yes, everyone has heard it, and nobody has it.
0: That's not o- that only applies in Norway.
1: Yeah, but I I have some Norwegian friends. Uh, hey guys, what's up? Uh- <laughs> Hello
0: Norway, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to claim my throne. Uh, yeah, very soon.
1: Anyway, that was a really funny thing that that you told me. Someone told you once, and then my roommate, uh, who's from Norway, said the same thing. And that's just so funny to me. Anyway.
0: do we, let, rem, Just somebody remind me later. I'll tell that story. It's a longer story yeah. about my last we name. We can
1: add it to the bonus content.
0: Hey, there you go. It's an enticement. Yeah. Uh, like the story you, of Birkenbein.
1: It, yeah, if you want to hear it, you can check out our bonus content. Uh, you can To get our bonus content, you can uh, support us on Patreon. That's right. Yeah.
0: Residual Culture Podcast. Uh,
1: anyway, uh, underrated movies that aren't cult classics. Um, and I think that this one is actually slowly moving into cult classic. I really do. Because of Reddit. But um, Moon, yeah, Moon, starring uh, Sa- um, uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's the only well there's, person in that movie. I think there's a there's like a but shadow. Not one many. Point. No, like, he's like literally like one of the only actors in that movie. He um, is.
0: But there are there are other may- later uh, maybe Okay, okay, okay. okay,
1: okay, okay. Later. <laughs> uh, anyway, Moon is a very good movie. Excellent has, movie. It has a, and I think it is underrated. I do. Yeah, but I think that so kind of Reddit, which is a website for those of you who don't know, for those of you technologically
0: illiterate people. Hey, listeners, have you heard of the internet? Yeah, you heard of the (laughs) internet.
1: Reddit. Uh, Reddit has kind of that. That movie has kind of recently become Reddit's like baby. Like they kind of love that movie and talk about it a lot. But it is good. Uh, I mean, the internet's not always wrong. (laughs) They are sometimes, but um, yeah, Moon is a really good movie. And what's cool about it is like it has a twist. It's and it, it. it really, like, stays true to it. It stays true to that twist and doesn't really try to mess with the audience more than the one twist. And it does a really, really good job of one thing, and it makes a compelling movie out of it.
0: Plus, the thing that I really like about Moon is—so we should also just say this is a, uh, a sci-fi film, yeah. for those of you that don't know.
1: Pretty much, with, and it, f- for the most part, with only Sam Rockwell in
0: it. Yeah, it focuses on the life of one person who is stationed on the moon, right? Yeah. And it's or like, is
1: there just one person?
0: Well, but but that's so stationed on the moon. Who's like in charge of running this station? Yeah. Right. And so he interacts with artificial intelligence, and yet, but he has to make trips out every now and then to go, you know, mine things or I forget yeah, exactly. what Yeah, he he's has doing. to
1: like repair stuff.
0: So, but the thing that's great about it is that it is science. It's
1: it's realistic science fiction. Exactly, and Very it's not realistic. and
0: it's not so far in the future. No, he, I mean he has you like a I mean?
1: normal NASA spacesuit and like he has a buggy.
0: Like all of the science. Is like currently exists. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just hasn't been for this fiction. Yeah, you know, it's just too expensive. Which is which is another thing about science fiction. We we're just coming with show ideas all over the place. (laughs) But like, we should do an episode on science fiction because, um, you know, the the sci-fi that I tend to enjoy is not like so far into the future. You know what I mean? It's near future. It's kind of near future sci-fi. So people like Blade Runner. That gives some sort of you know, says something. It's sort of a, it it can serve as a critique of where we are and maybe where we're going if we continue on this track. And that's exactly what moon does.
1: Yeah. And the reason I think that moon is underrated is again, and it kind of comes back to the same thing that we've talked about with everything else is it's hard to market. It's hard to like explain the movie.
0: It's yes, that is also true. And I do think that, um, well, there's the twist sort of element to moon. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, it's seemingly kind of a dry movie.
1: So, yeah, it's a dry, sci- it's a dry sci-fi movie. It's, it's quiet, and it could be misconstrued as slow. Again, that's another thing that I find See, is, but I like, think people e- would think that.
0: Yeah, I think people would find Moon slow.
1: Yes, yeah. Uh,
0: I don't think they would find Killing Them Softly slow.
1: And so It's funny because like, that's just what people, like, that's what I've read on the internet, and it's also what people have told me. Like People have told The Watch Killing Them Softly, are like, they were like, oh, it was kind of slow.
0: Maybe they just don't watch movies. Maybe <laughs> they just watch, they, they expect like YouTube videos. Hey, have
1: you ever heard of a movie? You should watch this movie. Called <laughs> yeah,
0: you know, things that last longer than <laughs> six minutes.
1: Yeah, but... um. Well, they don't have to. Yeah, uh, and you know what's interesting is we... Actually, you know what is another really underrated film? Network. I I don't I want to talk I, about this.
0: So I don't know that it's underrated. I Network just think is underrated. I don't I so listen, I agree, but I don't think it's underrated.
1: Network should be shown in every classroom in the United States.
0: I think it's just it's it's becoming the victim of time. Current. And and yeah, just whatever's new. Yeah. I think it's becoming forgotten. A forgotten classic.
1: I just feel like I'd never even heard of this movie before you recommended it to me. I'd never even heard of it.
0: Right, but like, and that's... like,
1: I, I, like, I mentioned it to like. I remember I was like talking to my folks, and like, yeah. I mentioned it to them, and they were like, "Oh yeah, that was that movie from like the seventies, right?"
0: Yeah, we they never got it. saw it. Exactly, they never saw it. Yeah, but still, like, okay, so maybe it's underrated. But I mean, it did have critical s- success. Like yeah. it won Academy Awards. I don't know that you can say an underrated movie won multiple Academy Awards. Hmm. Okay, how know about if this? I agree. Can you okay? Can you be an underrated movie and appear on the American Film Institute's list of top 100 films of all time? Yeah, I think you can. No. Yeah. No, I would say no. You should just go look at the list and then we could go down the list and say like, all right, what's un- underrated? Like, the, I think because it's on the list of top 100 greatest movies of all time, it can by default not be underrated. No. You may, you may not have heard about it. It could be,
1: yeah, but like but like that's it. That's like, if you haven't heard of the movie, then like and but it's it's a good movie, then it's underrated. Didn't we even like, I think, establish that? I earlier? okay,
0: I'm going to draw a very fine distinction. I think that's underappreciated rather than underrated. I think
1: we have I think my definition of underrated and underappreciated... Let's just make this, this a same. totally
0: pedantic argument. Well, no, like I, split split hairs. <laughs> let's let that's what we need to do here.
1: Well, I, but I kind of think that my definition of underrated and underappreciated are the same. Where yours apparently I think, are different. Again,
0: a Venn diagram. But like <laughs> rated, underrated. It's on the list of greatest movies of all time.
1: But like, okay, that's fair. I I, I see where you're coming from, I do, and, and that makes sense. It. Oh, but but hear me out. Hear me out. I think that, like, okay, if we're talking about the word rated, I know I'm being really pedantic here and stuff. Fine. But like the the word rated. Like if a movie gets a ninety percent on Rotten Tomato, it's not underrated in air quotes because like it literally has a good rating if it deserves a 90% or whatever but like I don't think it's necessarily just the rating quote unquote it's like if people have seen it and have consumed it and talk about it and it's part of culture it's part of the lexicon of like of the lexicon of today
0: okay and that would make a film
1: underrated if it's not part of the lexicon and I don't think network is part of the lexicon of today
0: but this gets back to another thing like, you know, I mean, especially now, that means you have to go back and watch all of these classic movies. Right? Yeah,
1: I mean that, that's like, true. Like that's I haven't,
0: I, I I, guess I don't know, but I, I doubt that I've seen all the movies on AFI's top 100. you seen Ben-Hur? In- yes, I've seen
1: Ben-Hur. The third man. Yes, I've seen 30. i <laughs> I'm just well, gonna start but, naming but, them
0: because I did that at one point. I was trying yeah. to make a point of going through and watching them all, but yes. I don't think I saw them all.
1: Yeah, you know, and I just, I think that like a movie becomes underrated when it stops being part of like culture.
0: So you're just you're. So here, here's what I'm. Here's how I'll put this. It seems like you're salty because <laughs> other people haven't watched. They're not watching good movies like Network anymore.
1: I'm a little I, I okay, and I'm not saying that people aren't watching good movies because there are m- new movies coming out that But you, are great. you
0: you think it should be required viewing? You think people should should watch network?
1: I yes, that that is a movie that I think like literally everyone should watch. And here,
0: and here's some thing. Like that's some salt I can get behind. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm all for that. That's why I recommended the movie to you. But at the same time, like Am I gonna fault someone for it? No, but you can no, and
1: then... I'm not I'm not blaming anyone for not watching these movies, but what I'm saying is that they should be more prevalent than they are. I'm not there's no blame on anybody here. It's just that I think that these movies should have a bigger impact than they do. And maybe that's what I consider underrated. Is that a movie should have a bigger impact than it does. That is that is how I feel about it. We did it. We got to my definition. All right.
0: Well, and that's where you come in, right? That's what the purpose of the podcast is. I'm sort of passing the torch, and then you can then t- pass the torch of network to say, I'm mad as hell that nobody's watching uh, network anymore.
1: And I'm not going to take it. And I'm
0: not going to take it anymore. <laughs> Go to your window and scream at people and, yeah. you know, pass it along. Say, like, you should watch that movie. And then what do I always recommend? Go get some pie and coffee and talk about it. Yeah. What it actually means.
1: Uh, I'm sorry I went on a uh, little bit of a like self actualization moment there. <laughs> well. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, What are some movies that you think are underrated, Ben?
0: (laughs) Uh, Gosh. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's their, uh, what's another underrated movie? Oh, I think uh, for a totally different reason, but um, I think True Romance is an underrated movie. Okay. Um, That's another one that Tarantino wrote. Yeah. And everybody is in that movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Everybody. You, a, you want me to start to do a stacked cast.
0: I'll just try and do a little bit of the, little bit of the list. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Brad Pitt, Val Kilmer, James Gandolfini. Uh um Bronson Pinchot who played Balky on Perfect Strangers, Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, Samuel L. Jackson. Um is James Con- no, James Conn's not in the movie. Who am I missing? I'm missing, um, oh, Sean, uh, one of the pens, uh, Chris Penn.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Um,
1: it, it has a stacked cast. I think you've mentioned
0: that the, There's a lot of people. I know that I'm missing somebody. Soundtrack by Hans Zimmer. Oh, really? Yeah, so <laughs> good. And by the way, that soundtrack from Hans Zimmer, you've heard before. I know that you've heard it because they've reused it and other stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, Such a good movie.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, Gary
0: Oldman is in that movie.
1: Is he?
0: Yes, he is. Whoa, <laughs> there's I'm serious. Like everybody is in the movie. Like right. there's a lot of people in the movie.
1: I think I brought this movie up before because I just recently watched it, like within the last two months. But this movie, I genuinely think, is fantastic. Like it, one of my favorite movies, like in the past year that I've watched. Um, and I like I'd never heard of it, and it has like the weirdest like uh like plot description but this must be the place by the, I believe it was written and directed by David Byrne of The Talking Heads. Yeah. Um, It's great. It's about a washed up rocker who goes on a journey to avenge his estranged father's uh, torturer from Auschwitz. It's really weird. I I can't really explain it more than that. He's like, yeah, he's like, it's strange, but it's great. It's really, really good. It's really sweet. It's starring Sean Penn.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: Um. Who plays a washed-up rocker, like, like, uh, like wears like the full makeup and everything? A very, very weird but really good movie. Uh, if you, if you want to watch it, uh, let me know what you think. I, I'm curious. I want to talk to the audience about that movie for sure.
0: I'm sorry, my mind is elsewhere because I just remembered another person in True True Romance. <laughs> Christopher Walken is in <laughs> True Romance.
1: What have you seen? This must be the place, Ben.
0: Uh, uh, I don't know that I have actually, and Watch so it. it's there's going to be some people that'll be upset with me about uh, for that. But no, I don't think I have.
1: Very underrated film. Very, very underrated. Yeah. This must be the place.
0: There's also others that I'm not quite sure if they came along at just the right time in my life or whatever happened. But I just remember watching movies like, um, th- and like they just kind of got me. There was one. Uh, it was called The Whackness which is not something that You brought that's, this um, movie up to me before. Did I bring it up on the podcast because, I don't know. Yeah, it's called The Wackness and like I don't know what it was about that movie but it was just really well done. And that also got me so anyways uh Ben Kingsley is in it and okay. um Oh gosh, I forget the but anyways. Yeah, it's a it was, horrible name. Yeah, it's bad. But um that was good. Uh there's another movie with Ben Kingsley that I think I really enjoyed too called Elegy. That's the thing. Yeah, like, I don't know. You, it. I, you know, I used because they're see underrated. The, yeah, they're underrated, and you just see it. and You're like, that was like a pretty darn good movie. You know.
1: Well, and I think part of the problem too is that it's also a great soundtrack. Really, like the movie markets are saturated, and people don't have time.
0: And yeah. that's fair. That's yeah. totally fair.
1: Again, and, and we're not blaming anyone for not knowing these movies.
0: And and that's part of, you know, when you when you see an underrated movie, there's some sort of like, you know, kind of like an ownership that you feel of it in some yeah. way because you're like. This was important to me and then you want to share it with someone else. It should be important to you, right? Too. Like or you just say like I found some value in this underappreciated thing. Yeah. Right? I'm now going to gift this to you in the in the in the form of just a recommendation or hey, let's go watch it together. And in hopes that you share that some some sort of find some sort of commonality of like what is it that you liked about it? What is it that you know I liked about it? And maybe we can find some common ground for a for a conversation or something
1: yeah I think that's a great way to uh, to end it yeah I like people, it people may have thought this episode was I, I genuinely think people may think this episode's a little slow but I think this is going to be our most underrated episode
0: if they were stuck through it to the end they got that sweet little nugget of heart at the end
1: yeah <laughs> alright we're going to move on to uh, uh, Emerging Culture
0: Emerging Culture let's go watch a trailer we'll be back
1: alright We may, we, may have okay. into, we may have gotten into that break a little bit low okay. energy, but we came out. We are
0: we're new pumped men. up. We are pumped up.
1: Woo! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Joey, I got four words for you. I got four words for what are, you.
1: What are your words?
0: Kick, punch, fly, <laughs> repeat.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Ladies so. and gentlemen, we are back with what looks like an epic uh, trailer. <laughs>
1: For... Like the most ridiculous action movie trailer <laughs> I have ever Se- seen. No. If by
0: ridiculous you mean amazing, then you would be correct.
1: All <laughs> uh, right. Baggi 2.
0: Baggi 2. Uh, Baggi? B- Baggi. Baggi. Uh,
1: B-A-A-G-H-I 2.
0: So this is a Bollywood film.
1: Yes. Which presumably is-
0: Presumably Hindi language.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh... Pretty sure it is. Yeah. I can't. It's it's directed by Ahmed Khan, who I know is a prominent Bollywood producer or uh, director.
0: And this is the sequel. Yeah, this is number two. Man, where's number so one. So this is what? Okay. So the, also the the trailer was in Hindi. Yeah. Uh, except for some little bit of English, but you really don't need. You can basically figure it out if you watch a trailer for this movie.
1: Yeah, you
0: get it. It kind of looks like. Rambo. Rambo mixed with I don't know.
1: It just looks insane. It looks awesome. Um this so the reason we watched this trailer is because next week we are going to do we're going to air an episode that we actually recorded uh, like a month or so ago, probably more yeah, than it was that. it's probably about a month. Yeah, yeah, at least a month. Um uh, about Bollywood and we had our yeah. first guest on. So for our special
0: 10th episode, which will come out (laughs) next week, we will do a special. We'll finally invite someone else into the studio to talk with us. Uh, We recorded that episode before. So uh, her name is Nisha. Nisha Swidharan. I hope I didn't murder her last name. Uh, But she's a graduate student here, and we wanted to bring someone in to to, to talk about Bollywood cinema.
1: Yeah, so Nisha will be in next week. Well, she was actually in a month ago, but we'll we'll be talking to her next week about Bollywood. Um, when we recorded this, I didn't know anything about Bollywood. I have since genuinely learned quite a bit, actually. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's go back to this trailer for just a second.
0: Okay. So it's going to be interesting just by way of a little bit of preview. Cause we, we, in that episode, I believe we asked Nisha, like if, you know, like if Bollywood movies, if
1: they've started getting into, um, you know, like if this, this movie looked like an American movie, w- but just not in English.
0: It, <laughs> But it, it looks so good,
1: like it's just like all right. Let, I don't know let's if it looks good. I genuinely don't know if it looks good. It looks over the top and fun. I would see that movie. Oh, me too. In it a looks heartbeat. over the top and fun. But I, I, I don't know if I would say it's a, a good movie.
0: I'm almost certain that that's just going to be two and a half hours worth of stunts. It's just explosions.
1: <laughs> it's just like explosions and then like a lot of karate. The best scene was that he like kicked a bunch of these dudes' legs. He,
0: he comes the, in. Yeah, he's like surrounded by guys, right? Set the scene a little bit. So he's like surrounded by people. He's
1: shirtless like he is in the rest of the trailer. <laughs> just
0: greased up, muscular, shirtless guy. And uh, he just sort of like swings his leg like a kick. A bunch of times around. And then, like, five seconds later, all of their legs break and they collapse.
1: (laughs) It's like, it's so funny. It's so good.
0: He also makes some pretty heroic leaps. Yeah, he jumps like
1: 40 feet into a helicopter and then just crashes it with his
0: body. I think the lesson here, Joey, is that as long as you just keep your feet moving like you're running in air, you'll just continue to.
1: You just keep going. Continue accelerating
0: yourself through the air. That's
1: how it works, right? That's how physics works, right? I heard, you know, we're going to have a physics professor on to tell us about this later. (laughs) Um, It looks... Actually, that would be awesome. We should get... (laughs) You know what? We should do like the
0: physics of action films.
1: This episode is just going to be titled, uh, Joey and Ben come up with a lot of episode ideas for the future. (laughs)
0: Yeah. We we, we, kind of smashed a lot into this episode, but at the same time, we were discussing also during break that perhaps this is one of the more underrated episodes.
1: We also said that in the episode, Ben.
0: Oops. I was too busy thinking of true romance <laughs> you actors. Are. You were. Yeah. It's okay, though. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think this will be an underrated episode. Uh, listeners, let us know what you think. Yeah. You can email us.
0: You can email us at residualculturepodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, at subsequent residual culture Podcast. If you just search that, you'll find it. Yep. Um, You can also uh, help us out monetarily with Patreon.
0: Yep. Find us on Patreon, get up, up there. We've got some tiers for support and you get access to all sorts of uh, exclusive content, voting rights for episodes we'll do. You can, you, dear listeners, even have the opportunity to appear yourself on a show of ours. So please, we would love to have you in the studio with us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Or, or if you're not in uh, the Reno area, you can call in. We also have phones. Yeah, we also have a phone. Um, yeah, thank you so much for, for listening. This uh, The music in today's episode okay. is, uh, as always...
0: Finder from People With Bodies and yeah this has been Residual Culture I'm Ben Birkenbein and I am Joey Lovato we'll see you next week get into it